Welcome to Practice Dirty, a podcast that helps women of color explore their inner well-being. I'm your host, Michaela Rose. I'm a mindfulness facilitator, podcaster, writer, and cowgirl. I've come to learn that there's an inward journey that begins at 40. This process of discovery isn't linear, and the work we have to do can be downright dirty. I'm here to help you along the way. Hi, ladies. We're back, and it's the final episode. What? And we are going to talk about food allergies. Oh, yeah. Major topic, and it's just spans so much of every conversation about people's health right now. So just to preface, we break this down in the show notes and also in the book in much greater detail. You'll find sources, you'll find more information, but I really want to talk about this on a more top level because I think a lot of you believe that you have food allergies and can't eat a lot of stuff that you actually could. So let's talk about this. So as we get older, we do develop food sensitivities. Um, and, you know, the things you used to eat when you were younger, you can't eat and process as well as, you know, you did when you were that awesome 25-year-old, you know, crazy devil-may-care girl. Well, 40, you know what? Things just, like I said, they slow down. So we change, you know. Um, you know, you can become partially intolerant to certain things that you could eat before. And but here's the thing, before you believe that you're allergic to something, you need to understand what food allergies actually are. So according to the Mayo Clinic, you know, just because they always have the best information with the best descriptions, a food allergy is a reaction that occurs in your immune system after you've eaten a certain food. That food leads you to break out in hives. You can develop itchiness, swelling in the throat, nose, mouth, airways. And sometimes the the reaction is so great, it can lead to anaphylaxis. So when it comes to food allergies, um, they're caused by eight foods, milk, soy, eggs, wheat, peanuts, tree nuts, fish, and shellfish. And I'm going to throw a quick note in here as to not disrespect dairy farmers because I'm in full support of anyone in agriculture. But if you have been, you know, but milk and eggs can be, you know, a major, major catalyst for um, food allergies for people. And that's just given. So the next thing you need to understand is what's the difference between a food allergy or and a sensitivity or intolerance? Well, here's the thing. A food allergy is a reaction to food proteins that your system can't break down and results in those severe reactions that I just talked about. A food intolerance or sensitivity is related to an enzyme deficiency within your digestive tract. It just makes the food hard to process, but it doesn't lead to those severe outcomes that an allergy does. Um, You know, you can be sensitive to foods, but not allergic to them. So how do you know if you have food allergies? Well, you know, there's a variety of tests out there to determine if you have them. Um, You can do something as simple as an elimination diet, but they can also test saliva, hair, skin, and blood. And here's the thing. There are two types of blood tests. One's known as the IgE, and the other one's known as the IgG that are often used to determine what allergies you have. So you need to understand the differences between the IgE and the IgG allergy tests. First, when it comes to IgE and IgG tests, there's a lot of confusion around the two. 
the IgE test measures the immune system's response to particular foods by measuring the allergy-related antibody known as I'm sorry, even I have trouble saying these, so I'm not going to edit this. These are a lot of big terms, but I'm doing my best to break them down. So, like I was saying, first, you need to understand the difference between the IgE and the IgG allergy test. I break down the differences in terms of how they measure immune system response and determine allergies in the show notes. And, you know, when it comes to these tests, you have to understand there's also a lot of controversy around the IgG. And mainly because, you know, it's starting to have been proven unreliable um, in um, some of its results. And, you know, therefore, a certain camp of doctors don't love it. On the other hand, a certain camp does. I personally, when I first started my food journey, I did the IgG and I took out everything it said I had a like severe, like that I was basically that I was allergic to. And that included pineapple and avocado and cassava and cabbage. And it was severely food deprived. So I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is as true as it says it is. So I just did simple elimination on the things that I questioned and found that I actually processed those things just quite well enough. Um, but with it, it was probably because at the time when I had the test, I was eating a lot of those things. They were part of my daily diet. I loved avocados. I love pineapples. So it just showed I had a stronger reaction to it when they did it. And that's very common within that test. So again, check out the show notes for the really well articulated smart sciencey girl version of it. But you'll see what's there. Um, and when it came to dairy, because I love cheese, like cheese is a food group, like bacon. Um, I, I've always had a problem with lactose. So I did put eggs and some cheese back into my diet, went to my doctor, got the IgE. And of course, I mean, I was feeling like crap eating it. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't do dairy. Can't do eggs. So I don't do those things, but I really had to make sure because, well, I love them, so yes, now I, I don't eat them because I've had a very credible source say, eh, no, not so good on your digestion and hard for you to, to process that through. So at the end of the day, your food choices are yours. If you're not allergic to it, you can probably eat it. Um, but in order to determine whether you have food allergies, please see a reputable doctor that under, you know takes a more holistic view of your health in order to to determine like if if that's a factor for you like and yes in the show notes i talk all about gluten and the iga test and determining if you have a sensitivity or if you actually are intolerant and have celiac um but just again don't believe the hype on the internet you've got to do your own research and you've got to get um, the advice of someone who's been trained to do so. And there's also something simple like, you know, knowing that if you're like, oh, I'm gassy, oh, I'm bloated, like you probably are having a problem processing that, like corn or soy or certain nuts that might not be on that like key allergy food list. It's just, you know, use some common sense, use a process of elimination, but do your research 
and seek trusted advice versus reading whatever trendy thing you find on the internet. Because even some of those trendy internet doctors, they have extreme biases to how you should eat and believe in the clean food movement where in which, you know, you should be living off supplements and only eating organic and, you know, putting your health, healthism, above all things. And that's simply not the only path to a better and brighter food system. The end of the days, you know, the end of the day, just eat healthy, you know, eat real food. And I just want you to love food and I want you to love yourself. And if there's any questions that you have, or if you think there's something that I need to take into consideration for future writing, please feel free to send it my way. Just be very respectful of the fact that, you know, like you, I'm always in a constant state of learning. I, if I learn something, but I find something that's reputable and I need to unlearn or change, I do. But, you know, there will be no room for attacking a belief in eating meat or supporting dairy or, you know, um, you know, calling out plant-based things as processed, like certain other things in the middle aisle. Um, you know, come at me, talk to me, but also be respectful of this conversation as we continue it. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practice Dirty. Please support this podcast by subscribing on iTunes or Spotify and leaving us a rating. If you're looking for the best self-guided mindfulness and discovery tools available for women over the age of 40, head over to MichaelaRose.com. I'll see you next time.